Jesus, thank you that we can come to you now and ask you to prepare our hearts. We know that your word is a seed and our hearts are the soil. Will you take our hearts, any area in our hearts that is hard and make it soft, that it would be good soil, that your word could be planted deep into it and that we'd not only be hearers of your word, but we'd be doers of it so that we can see it harvest in our life. God, we position ourselves now by submitting to you, by wanting to do your will. We come under your authority and with that authority we have right now, we resist the devil. We thank you that he has to flee. Pray to protection around us and our children. We pray that in this hedge of protection, you would minister to us. You bring healing and breakthrough. And if anyone is without hope in this place, that you would knock on the door of their hearts, that you would draw them unto yourself so they can open up their door and receive you as their Savior. In Jesus' name, I pray. And everyone believed it said, Amen. Awesome. You guys can take your seats. So good to have you in the house for our new people. Welcome. I hope you grab your first cappuccino. As you walk out, there's a red banner that you can go to for your first one. And yeah, I just hope that this is the first uh, visit and then it becomes your home and you can get planted in it. Uh, we are uh, in, going into our Christmas season. So we to remind you, CJ would have done it on the, the screen, but you can get your Christmas tickets as you walk out the door. Uh, these are free. Um, the reason we do it is so that we can tell you about which services are filling up and then you can actually get tickets for yourself your friends, your family, your work colleagues that you're inviting and know that there'll be space for you. And, and that's the opportunity we have. It's a great opportunity to invite people. This is one of those services where I've no doubt whoever you invite will go, thank you so much. That was an incredible event. And then next week, we'll also have uh, tickets for our Camps Bay event. And that's going to be different to our Christmas experience. That's going to be a carols evening on the, the 15th of December. Uh, and, and I think that's a Thursday evening. And so there'll be, there will be on the school fields at Camps Bay, overlooking the whole bay. We do, we got our church location, Camps Bay is in the school. So it's going to be an amazing night. Come as a family, bring your picnic basket. There also will be vendors, food on sale. And, and you, really you can, I believe, have an incredible night. Uh, we've also positioned it so if there, there is wind that we're protected from that as well. So it's going to be a great time. You've got two opportunities, the Christmas experience and then the carols event. So bring your world, get tickets for them, and make the most of the opportunity we have in the season. So we are starting our brand new series, 21 Days of Gratitude, and we've got our 21 Days of Gratitude, our, our gratitude challenge. If you want this um, gratitude challenge on paper, you can get it the the, the red uh, banner, but the, the simplest way is for you to screenshot um, it on our social media page. It'll be on the story and as a post. You can go to our Facebook page or Instagram and it'll be on your device. You can open up every morning and see the gratitude challenge. You can, of course, take a photo right now of it as well with your phone. So you can take out your device and screenshot it. But, but we would encourage everyone to go on this challenge. We really think this is a great way to, to end the year well. Because a lot of us will end it on uh, our lowest energy, and we might get disconnected. So I encourage you to, to do this challenge, to go on the journey, not to miss out on the three Sundays um, as we do it. And, and yeah, I believe it's going to totally bless you. And then you'd also see on your chairs, Heart for the House. Um, on the 27th of November, we're doing Heart for the House. We do this every year. Uh, two years back, we took up an offering uh, because we wanted to uh, make sure that Malkbus was set up as we planted a location there. We ended up taking up offering. People gave towards it. We could buy sound. We could set up the location. And then, of course, um, last year, a year later, 
uh, we ended up having Edge Church approach us to, for them to come under our leadership and for, for us to come together as a church. And, and of course, God blessed it. Now, of course, we've got a building there. The church is flourishing. Um, I was looking at just what numbers were last year to this year. We we 80% um, more people going to church there now compared to last year. So God's really blessed that. And it really is because you guys, yes, thank you, Jesus. And, and you guys... Um, have been generous. Then last year we also gave. We we launched Camps Bay. We we gave to the big thing last year was we felt we needed to be over to overflow outside of our house. So we gave it to the church, but we gave even more to social justice, to feeding programs. We we uh, we also gave to missions. We we gave 120,000 rands into building their finishing a training center, 70,000 rand into finishing a roof in a church building, and even more, to, um, we continuously took care of our missionaries monthly. We also launched a health center where we finished off our health center. And you guys gave to that, and it was all about overflowing and generosity. Um, so I just want to honor you guys for that. This year, we're going to be giving to missions and social justice, but the big thing that Leanne and I have had in our heart is a real sense that, that we need to be stewards of what God's given us at this building, at Malkbos, and in our relationship with Camps high. So we're asking you guys to pray now for the 27th November where we're going to overflow. It's above our tithes and offerings. It's a thing we do yearly and to what God wants you to give. And the cool thing about that is you actually get to pray and have God speak to you. It's not, a, it's not something that, that you feel pressure to do. It's a, it's a joy and an overflow of obedience to what God's asking you to do. So pray about it. One of the things we want to do here at Tableview is we want to paint the building inside and outside. We want to, of course, um, take care, make sure air cons, everything's working in the building so we can uh, host more people. Uh, airflow is important. You guys know it. Um, but, but we also want the building to be a lighthouse. So we want to just touch it up, really have people look at the place, go, I need to go there, but also just be a steward of it. Because even as we take care of this house, you and I are going to worship in it as our generation. But one day we're not going to be here and the next generation is going to get to worship in this place. And that's why we need to take care of it. And right throughout Scripture in my quiet times, I just saw how God spoke to the people, take care of my temple, take care of my house, build my house, take care of my, like all these Scriptures. I've just been in my quiet times. So I realized I think God's really going to speak to us in this time about taking care of His house. And then I believe we're also going to prep the house for a harvest. And so I encourage you to pray about that. Take this home. You can put it on your fridge. Every time you go get food, you can remember to pray. Um, so gratitude. Gratitude, I reckon, is one of the healthiest attitudes. I don't know if you agree with that. I think it's one of the healthiest attitudes. I think as parents, it's one of the attitudes we want our children to have. I don't know if you've ever had your child come in and um, either complain about something they don't have or um, tell you about something they want. Anyone? And then you've thought about all the things they already have and I don't know if you've ever felt worried as a parent going, what if my child becomes ungrateful? What if they lose perspective? Have you ever had your child cry and you want to shake them and say, there's children who haven't eaten today and you're crying about nothing? Anyone ever had that thought or maybe even had that conversation with a child? You know, Leanne and I, one of the things we want in our children is, is we want them to be grateful. And I always say, what do I want you to be? Grateful. I'm like, clearly this is not working. <laughs> and it's not just about being grateful and being well-mannered. The thing is, God's enthroned on the praise of His people. He's not enthroned on the complaints. 
And yes, God hears the cries of his people, and he's a good God. But I want them to enthrone him on the, in their lives. And the only way to do it is with thanks and praise. And if I don't teach them to be grateful, I'm going to position them to be lonely. And what I mean by that is without God. And you must remember, ungrateful people do find their lives are a bit lonelier. Ungrateful people are hard to be around. Yes, there are other ungrateful people and birds of a feather flock together. But you'll find as you stir up your complaints, you'll go, flip, this is draining. See, see when you're ungrateful, it actually takes a, a lot away from you. But, but when you're grateful, there's something that comes towards you. Of course, you go into God's presence and God lifts your eyes. Your hope rises and I'll show you your faith rises. But it's one of the key things. Mark Batterson wrote this. A, well, a wide variety of well-substantiated studies have found that gratitude increases patience, decreases depression, replenishes willpower, and reduces stress. It doesn't just lengthen life, it improves the quality of life. If you want a good night's sleep, don't count sheep, count your blessings. So really, it's awesome. The crazy thing is I think we forget that God showed us a lesson of where living with an ungrateful attitude leads you. In a way, it doesn't even lead you anywhere. It actually where it keeps you. It's a 40-year lesson. It's the Israelites in the desert. It says that in their grumbling and complaining that they lived in a desert. What would have taken them 40 days, a journey took them 40 years. And the only way for them to stay there was to circle. When you're ungrateful, you circle your problems. It's like you, you're walking in circles. And of course, you know if you walk in a circle enough that you dig a hole for yourself. There's no doubt there's a bit of a dip and you want to quit in that dip. We had Pastor Sean Neff that speak to us in, in lockdown from San Francisco. He wrote a book, Don't Quit in the Dip. And I've no doubt people quit in the dip. The Israelites actually died in their complaining, in their murmuring. They lacked gratitude and they died in their place. And the crazy thing is things still die when we're ungrateful. Relationships. I don't know if you've lost a business deal because you were ungrateful and you expressed it. And it just cut the deal off. People are like, I have nothing to do with you. You must remember, if you are playing an instrument, the chord you play rings out. Same with your attitude. If you're grateful, it rings out. If you're ungrateful, it rings out. Just like that chord plays and stays in your life, gratitude that stays in your life actually keeps people in your life relationships. But the chord that being ungrateful plays actually disconnects people from your life. It's the quickest way to get disconnected relationally. Of course, we know even with God, we, we, when, when we, once we lose our gratitude, we stop getting into His presence. Uh, if you look in the Scripture, it says we enter into the throne room of God with thanks and praise, Psalm 100. It's the route we take. When we're grateful, we always get into His presence. When we're grateful, we actually it's like we're walking back to the cross. 
when we're ungrateful, we walk in circles. And it's almost like sitting on a rocking chair. You think you're moving, but you're going nowhere. You can justify how ungrateful you are. You can justify why you feel like that. And yes, most probably there are things that has happened to you that shouldn't have happened to you. But there's a big chance you've taken your eyes off what Jesus has done. So yeah, the Israelites couldn't figure it out. They would have, I reckon you interview the Israelites. Hey, hi, sir, how long have you been here? We've been here in the States for 30 years. And why haven't you entered the promised land? Ah, oh, it's just the enemies, eh? The giants. Giants in the land. Then they interview God. God, why are the Israelites not getting into the, the promised land? Oh, no, I've already, I'll defeat the giants. It's their complaining. It's their murmuring. They're ungrateful. And because of this, they're disobedient. They're actually keeping themselves out of what I have for them. I don't know if you're keeping yourself out of what God has for you in your complaining, in your murmuring. You know, you look at the story of the 10 lepers. One comes back and says, thank you. Um, According to the Bible then, only 10% of people are grateful. Let's be people who live on the other side. Let's change that. Philippians 2 verse 14 says, do everything without complaining and arguing. Philippians, um, so, so of course we see that we should do nothing. We, we should do everything, sorry, without complaining and arguing. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 9 says, nor should we put Christ to the test as some of them did and then died from snake bites. Okay, watch out for that. Don't grumble as some of them did, and then were destroyed by the angel of death. These things happen to them as examples for us. They are written down to warn us who live at the end of the age. A lot of people say we live at the end of the age, end, end times. I don't think we're going to have an angel of death. I don't think there'll be snake bites. But listen, you know, we do live in an area with a lot of snakes. And I mean actual snakes, you know what I mean? Not Man United supporters. I'm joking. Oh, bad joke, bad joke. There's grace here. We love you guys. We haven't seen a red devil in heaven, but God can save you still. But But this is a warning that grumbling and complaining is something we need to get out of. We can't just leave it. It can't be something that resides in our life. The Israelites died in their complaining, and like I said, things still die. There's some negative attitudes that actually stop gratitude. It's an attitude of a perfectionist. The crazy thing is you can work your butt off, but there's still a part of the glass that's not full yet. And you'll look at that and go, it's not perfect. Nothing's good enough. And when it's good enough, I'll say thank you. It's never good enough. So when do you say thank you? When do you have gratitude? Then it's an attitude that views every situation as considerably worse than it actually is. Come on, we have got that in South Africa. Somebody will say this happened, and somebody will write, yeah, but it's even worse. There's a lot we don't know about. And they will be fixated on the things they don't know about that's actually worse. And that's their life. You'll have somebody who writes, I love this country. And somebody writes, yeah, but what about the corruption? 
there is corruption. I'm not living with my head in the sand. But, but here's the thing. A lot of us think our breakthroughs on this earth, but our breakthroughs actually in his throne room. And the only way we get into his throne room with, is with thanks and praise. God can do the miraculous as he touches our life, and we're going to have to be grateful. The other thing is self-blaming. You blame yourself. You harden yourself. You even maybe pride yourself. You know, I'm so hard on myself. The hard part is it's actually a focus on yourself. And it takes your eyes off God and the goodness of God so you can't be grateful. All of these take from us, those attitudes, they actually drain us. They don't add to you. So you don't have energy to be grateful. Other things that, that get in the way of gratitude is entitlement. We walk through life uh, with an expectation. When we, when we have entitlement, we leave plenty of room to be disappointed. Um, ego. We, we play high. Um, if you watched the rugby last night, if you know anything about a scrum, the props, the lower they are, the more powerful their position. The higher they are, the less power. It's all about getting low. The most powerful position for us is a low position. It's one of humility. I need you, God. I'm nothing without you. I, I don't think weirdly and beat myself up. God, you made me one for you skillfully. And, and, and yes, you did a great job. But I'm really at my full potential when I'm with you. I need you. I don't want to get to a place where I think too highly of myself. I want to think in a healthy way. I need you. You position yourself. But ego positions yourself high, and all of a sudden you're weak. Of course, wrong perspective. I'm the only one. You're in like load shedding. Huh? We're the only country. No, everyone's joining us. <laughs> I know I laugh at it all the time. It's bad, eh? God made us leaders. We're ahead of the crowd. We're coaching them. You will get through this. We'll bring you hope. Come on. They're all going through blackouts. We're like being there, done, and got the T-shirt. Hey, you'll be fine. You'll spend more time with your family. You read a book. Anyway, um, but we actually sometimes like it. No, but, but they must, you know, now other people are having blackouts in, in, um, in Europe, but then you have to find something else complaining. Yeah, but have you seen what else we struggle with? Are we the only ones? No, no, come on. You know, Elijah, when he killed the prophets of Baal and he was overwhelmed, he says to God, I'm the only one. God's like, no, there's quite a few. Don't stress. There's quite a few prophets still. You're losing perspective here. And it's making you depressed and ungrateful. Lift up your eyes. Even if it's just you and me, you're in the majority. You'll be fine. Don't get caught up in that space. Of course, the other thing that keeps us from being grateful is the lack of, of others' focus. We, we, we build our world around ourselves. Of course, social media, it's all about you getting followers. It's going to feed that self-focus. Who likes what I do? And yeah, it's going to keep us grumpy. So I'm going to give some lessons around gratitude. Number one, the ungrateful are forgetful. The ungrateful are forgetful. Ingratitude causes us to forget what God's done and also disconnect from the grace of God. 
And the one leper who comes back not only receives physical healing, he receives salvation. He didn't disconnect himself from the Savior. Gratitude connects you to a Savior who could change your world. When you're ungrateful, you disconnect. How do you disconnect? It's because you forget. We don't forget the benefits. He forgives all sins and he heals all diseases. We don't forget it. We keep it in the forefront of our minds. We don't stop looking back at the cross. We don't stop looking up at our Savior. We aren't people who should ever forget how blessed we are. Jesus is the king of our life. Let's not become familiar. Number two, gratitude. If you want to be grateful, gratitude is the fruit of good roots. If you want to live a grateful life, you need to get rooted in Christ, connected to the vine. Make it a habit of having quiet times. I promise you it will lift your eyes. Make it a habit of reading your Bible, listening to worship in traffic. It will lift your eyes. Even if you're downcast in that His presence, you'll lift your eyes. Colossians 2 verse 7, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. When you're rooted in Him, you're built up in Him, and you overflow in thankfulness. It's one of the keys. Of course, we also know that to live thankful is God's will. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ. Gratefulness reflects the condition of our hearts, not the condition of our lives. But gratefulness can impact the condition of in our lives. And that's the key. We need to use it. And of course, we see the leper comes back. The one Samaritan leper comes back. He experiences breakthrough. Paul and Silas in jail in the darkest night. They start to sing God's praises. The prison's shaken. So I want to encourage you to be rooted in Him and to stay in that place of gratitude that brings breakthrough. Gratitude is really the only thing we have to give to God. If you think about it, you're born and God blesses you and, and puts you in a family and, and you get all these things to you. They've been given to you. The only thing you can really give back to Him that's truly yours is your heart attitude of gratitude. It's, a, it's the one thing you can give to God. Because God owns everything. Psalm 24 verse 1, my wife would have mentioned it. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to Him. Deuteronomy 8 verse 18, but remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. God's given you everything. Well, what can I give to you, God? A hot attitude of gratitude. That's why even God says that He loves a cheerful giver. People go, so people go, I'm going to give this. No, no, that's already God's. That's, that's stewardship. That's obedience. It's that attitude in your heart that truly blesses Him. If I ask Chris, Hey, Chris, can I have 50 rand? I'm going to pay you back next week. Um, and Chris goes, okay, yeah, it's 50 rand. Next week, I come to church, and there's Chris. Chris says, hey, Andre. I'm like, Jeez. The next Sunday, I come back. I see Chris. I'll go the other way again. Chris goes, flip. Never see that 50 rand. A month later, I come to Chris. Chris, I just really feel God wants me to bless you. I just want to give you 50 rand. I'm going to bless you with 50 rand. Am I blessing him? I'm blessing him. I gave him 50 rand. Why do you say I'm not blessing him? It's his 50 rand, isn't it? I want you to remember it says the earth is the Lord's, everything in it. Sometimes we give to God what's already his and we say, God, I just want to bless you. 
what blesses God when we come with our giving, our time, our talent, our treasure? It's the heart attitude. God loves a cheerful giver of time, time. It's that heart attitude. That's why our gratitude is the one pure thing we give to God. And you know, it blesses Him. And like I said, as parents, when we see our children are grateful, it's what a blessing. Let's bless God. Let's be grateful. Number four, gratitude positions us to receive all that God has for us. Jesus didn't heal the lepers because they would come back. He healed all 10 because he's a good God. He loves people. He has compassion for us and he shows us mercy. But one comes back and he not only gets healed, he encounters the healer. He gets down at his feet because prior to it, they were were lepers. They couldn't come close. So they shouted at a distance and Jesus says, show yourself to the priest. They run to the priest. They get healed. One guy realizes he's healed. goes back and says, I can go close to him now. Because by law, if I had leprosy, I couldn't go close. He goes close to him with gratitude and he gets totally close to him. And Jesus says, your, 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 your faith and your gratitude has made you whole. See, a lot of us can get healed. But I'm asking you, do you know the healer? It's way better knowing the healer than just getting healed. God can do both. But once you get to know him, that's when you really experience all that he can do in your life. And gratitude positions you in that place when you can experience all that God has for you. You can be with him. He can lead you. He can guide you. He can give you his peace. He can remind you what he's done, where you're going. And you can go all the way with him. But gratitude is the key. Christianity is not about something. It's actually about someone. It's the person. His name is Jesus. It's all about him. And gratitude positions us. We enter in with thanks and praise into his throne room. And we're at his feet. And because we're at his feet, it means we close his hand. Whatever he can touch, he can transform. He touches our life. That's why I love worship. Yes, I'll worship here for four service on Sunday. And as a staff, we worship. But worship is the most transformational place. It's it's the closest I come to Him. And the way I enter into that place is through thanks and praise. I don't overlook it. I stay grateful. And I use it. He says, this is the key. You want to unlock the door? Gratitude. Thanks. Praise. Use it. So I, I, I make the most of it. Gratitude always builds deeper relationships. Number five. Rick Warren said this, the more grateful you are, the happier you are. And the happier you are, the easier you find to relate to other people. Philippians 1 verse 3, every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. If you want to have a healthy relationship, this is what he writes, start with an attitude of gratitude. You'll be far happier and you'll enjoy your relationships more. Whoever you want to get closer to, start expressing gratitude to that person. Gratitude is the fuel you need to keep moving your relationships in the right direction. Do you feel like your relationships going in the wrong direction? Add some gratitude. Add some thanks. Express it. Gratitude that is unexpressed is not gratitude. You can't say, but I'm grateful. What do we want you to be? Grateful. Okay, clearly not grateful. Gratitude overflows. Number six, gratitude flows out of our life as we remember God's faithfulness. If you're struggling to be grateful, remember God's faithfulness. 
2 Timothy 2 verse 13. If you are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Philippians 1 verse 6. And I'm certain that God who began a good work within me will continue his work until the, uh, it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. He's faithful. He'll finish the work. He's faithful even when you're faithless. If you can remember he's faithful, you can stay grateful. Number seven, gratitude honors God. Psalm 50 verse 23, by giving thanks, uh, but giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. You say, I just want to honor God in my life. Thank Him. Wake up tomorrow morning, you thank Him. You're in the traffic, you thank Him. It honors Him. That's what He says. You want to honor me? Thank me. Number eight, gratitude places me at His feet and in His hands. And I mentioned it. Position yourself. Entering with thanks and praise. Gratitude puts you on the potter's wheel. He's the ultimate potter. He'll form you in a way that is perfect. And even if the clay has been marred, or he can reform it. Position yourself to be shaped by God. And last point, gratitude develops my faith. Gratitude is the healthiest human emotion. Worship from a grateful heart lifts your eyes, develops faith. You can be downcast, feel hopeless. If you come with a grateful heart, I promise you, your faith will rise. You'll start to believe again. Scripture says, faith pleases God. So gratitude stirs up faith and you can live a life that pleases God. It's a key thing we have to practice. What if you woke what if you woke up tomorrow with only the things you were thankful for today? What would you have? Would you still have the relationships? Still be married? Would you still have the job? Would you still be living in the best city in the world? So I encourage you to go on this journey. 21 days. The, the practical, all I'm encouraging you to do is practically go on this journey. Go screenshot this on our social media page. If you want the paper, there's a few at the back. Encouraging more people to screenshot on our uh, Facebook or Instagram or it's on your phone. Do the challenge. We'll also post the devotional on our social media that we encourage people to do. Don't miss out on your Sundays. The next three Sundays. You'll learn about contentment. You'll learn how um, gratitude makes your life bigger and causes you to overflow. But practice this. Don't leave the end of your year just to chance. Position yourself to have a strong finish to the year. With a grateful heart, you'll be blown away uh, um, how you position your heart, how you bless your relationships. Do you guys want to stand up quickly? Let's just quickly pray. Just with every eye closed, I respect for anyone who, who needs to come to God, maybe for some to return to God. Even as I've been speaking, maybe you just had a sense that you've drifted and you need to actually ask Jesus again to be the Lord of your life, to be the leader of your life. How do you know if He's Lord of your life? Well, He's first in your life. He's not second. He's not third. He's first. And for some of you, you need to make Him the Lord of your life again. Maybe you've never asked Him to forgive you of your sins. A simple way, as the Bible says, those who call in the name of the Lord will be saved. 
says, as we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. That's what I did. I, I said, Jesus, I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. And He's faithful to forgive us. And if you need to ask Him for forgiveness and to ask Him to be the Lord of your life, remember, you can't earn this, but you can receive it. He's already done it on the cross and He makes it available to all of us. If that's you and you, I'd love to lead you in a prayer. The Bible says we confess with our mouth, Jesus, the Son of God, believe in our heart, God raised Him from the dead, we'll be saved. I'd love to lead you in that confession. If that's you with every eye closed, just pop your hand up. Say, that's me, Andre. I need to pray a prayer. I need to come back to Jesus. I'll count to three and just pop your hand up and receive Him with a joy. One, two, three. That's you. Just pop your hand up. God bless you. Anyone else? Just pop your hand up. God bless you. Anyone else? Let me say, that's me, Andre. I don't want to, this moment pass me by. I want to pray that prayer. I want to confess that He is the Son of God. Anyone else? Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray together as a church family. Jesus, I confess that You are the Son of God. I believe in my heart that God raised You from the dead. Because of this confession and this belief, the Bible says that I'm saved, I'm changed, and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, just thank Him in this place for what He's done. Jesus, thank you, Jesus. We, there's a side door that's opened over there. If you gave your life to Jesus, you might have put your hand up. Maybe you didn't put your hand up, but you want us to pray with you. You can go there by yourself or with a friend or family member. Um, and we've got a prayer team there. If you'd like prayer, you can also make your way there. We'd love to serve you in that way. If you want us to pray for you in the week, you can also use our prayer cards in the seat cover in front of you or under your chair. You don't have to put your name on. If it's a private prayer request, just write your prayer request. Let us serve you in that way. Remember, get your tickets. Um, for your Christmas experience. Take your heart for the house home. You can put it in your fridge and then you can get your 21 Days of Gratitude Challenge on social media. You can screenshot it. Have an awesome Sunday. God bless you guys.